The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. All right, we want to welcome everybody back to our next podcast, and I'm excited about this topic today because uh, it's it's a stressful topic for a lot of people. You know, Jim Collins in the book Good to Great tells us that the first job of a level five leader is to get the right people in the right seats on the bus, right, and the wrong people off of the bus. We talk about that all the time. But in all of our core values, including love one another and accountability and customer second, Sometimes we have a hard time knowing the best way to handle things like terminations of employees, right? Parting ways with partners. While it can sometimes feel like a pursuit of these core values are at odds, they're really not. All of them can be utilized to more effectively and kindly part ways with our with our partners. So I'm here with a resident expert, Carissa Podesta. She's the leader of our human resources team. Carissa, good to have you. Hey, Clay. Back again. Love doing good these podcasts here. with you. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I wanted to ask her about how we can do this more effectively as leaders. So Carissa, let's start with the why. Why why is it, maybe it's a dumb question, but let's start with it anyway. Why is it so important that we do this well? Well, I guess number one, like you just alluded to, right? It's part of our core values. It's part of love one another. Um, you know, regardless of the reasons why somebody's exiting the organization, they need to be treated appropriately on their way out, right? That experience needs to be consistent with who we are as an organization. Um, you know, additionally, People matter, right? How they feel matters to us. It's it's something that we all, as leaders, right, hopefully that's something that's important. And we want that experience for them um, to go as well as it possibly can on what's probably one of the worst days of their life, right? I mean, even if you know maybe your job's on the line, being let go or being terminated, it's traumatic. It's difficult for that person. And we want to be sensitive to that. Uh, you know, in my role, I, I often get involved <laughs> when terminations don't go well. Uh, and so having, um, you know, sort of witnessed them not go well, I just think it's an area where with just a little bit more consideration and thought and focus put on it, I think we can do better. And, and it's something I think we need to do. This seems like it'd be one where, where you know, people would say, I don't know how, it's almost like we have to put love one another on hold to take care of this task. And you're saying this is when we need to employ love one another to the greatest extent. Absolutely. Right. I mean, just being sensitive to this, this day in this person's life and making Mm -hmm. sure that they exit here um, feeling like they were treated appropriately, you know, that they had their experience here 
um, even though it was a difficult decision and they had to exit, it, they they were it was done in a way that was positive, right? Almost the golden rule, right? right as we would want to be treated. Not I, like we can make it a great experience for them, but yeah. we can make them feel loved and important and valued. Absolutely, in going through this process, it's, that, it's important. That's good. Okay, so start us off. What 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 are the? Co- I mean, I know you see a lot of the egregious errors, and they come to you. What are the common mistakes that you do see? What what are the things that we need to change? You know, I I think. For me, the number one issue is it was rushed. It was done in a way where that leader, that person making the termination decision was more concerned about how they were feeling, right? This is Mm -hmm. awkward. This is uncomfortable. This person is making my life miserable. I just need to get this over with quickly. And, And they don't really put the thought, the preparation, and they don't handle the situation as sensitively as they should under the circumstances. Mm. I think for me, um, they just get really caught up in how they're feeling. And if that's your priority, then it is not going to be a positive experience for that person receiving the message. That's interesting. So you're, I mean, what you're talking about now isn't really a practice, right? You're not saying, okay, first do A, B, and C. You're saying, first of all, consider how you approach the situation. What do you think towards this person? What mm-hmm. are you feeling towards this person? It kind of reminds me of the the statement that, that when you change the way you see people, the people you see change. So I'm getting my mind right towards the person that I'm about yeah. to have this conversation with. And if we start to shift our focus from ourselves, oh man, this is going to be a horrible day for me. I have to do this. It's so stressful for, for me to them. Oh, I feel I feel so bad for them that they're going to have to have this conversation. And if we can shift that outward, you're you're now starting off on the right foot. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I think sometimes in the leader's mind, I need to make that person the evil person. Right. Yeah. I need to get riled up. I need to get angry. I need to just get them out of here. Exit them. Be curt. Be cold. That almost helps us get through it. Yeah. I almost thought, you know, we're yeah. like, OK, like I got to do this and I can I can justify my decision by all these horrible things. You're saying don't do that. Mm-mm. You're no. saying what? Think of the good in these people? Yeah, or right? how, how I mean, do I do that? People don't start working for you so that they can get fired. Right. Right? I mean, I, I, I think they came there with the same desire you did for them to be successful in that role. And mm. so something went wrong, right? Sometimes we don't always know what it is that went wrong in their lives or just with their abilities or capabilities, et cetera. Or it just wasn't a good fit with our leadership team at our building, whatever it is, right? Nobody wanted it to end that way. So let's just do this exit in a way that is sensitive to that and um, be sure that we're communicating, being clear, being kind with them about the reasons why and making them feel like a human being right on the way out the door. Wouldn't wouldn't it be kind to just do it quickly? If if it's such a miserable experience for us and for them, just rip off the bandage quick and clean instead of letting them languish in the situation? No? Okay. The face you're making makes me understand (laughs) that's a bad question. No. No. The best way to do it is to get yourself prepared for a difficult conversation, right? So that you have the confidence to Mm -hmm. handle it professionally. You've got to get in the the right mindset. Um, And then we want to treat that person with the respect that they deserve and that that situation deserves. Um, You know, I think also as we're you know, getting to this age of social media, it's important to remember too, this this person who exits, they're going to be out there on the internet, right? They're going to be leaving yeah. comments and uh, reviews on 
on, you know, whatever, uh, Glassdoor. I, I can't think of all the different websites people are using now. To, we sound know. like such old people doing I this. Know, I, feel, I don't uh, know, there's media you days, this, Vanessa, that you're all dealing with. <laughs> but I know it impacts our ability to recruit, right? I'm, I'm not it on does. those websites very often. I'm not looking for a job right now. Yeah, but I mean, it really has changed. I mean, because if we, if we are so short-sighted where we think, okay, our goal is just to minimize the amount of time that we feel uncomfortable – it doesn't end with this, and it doesn't end with this for them, right? Because in this day of social media, um, you know, they're going to get on and they're going to talk about this experience, and and mm-hmm. it, this this affects your recruiting. And but but even without social media, you know, I have several former partners who are friends of mine um, that speak highly of the organization. In fact, I I can speak from experience myself as one who left this organization once. In uh, and I think in 2005, that that as I was gone, I spoke highly of it to others, yeah. uh, even trying to mimic its practices and the things that I did. And so now I'm I'm back. I imagine if my first departure had been handled poorly, you know, would it happen that I'd ever be back here? Right? I mean, how, what bridges do you burn and what problems do you cause? And so then, are you saying that you're saying don't do don't you know, don't be quick. Don't don't rip the bandage off. Are you saying they need to take a lengthy amount of time? No, I think what I'm saying is you need to take the right amount of time for the situation, right? And that's going to probably vary depending on the individual. You know, a lot of it is going to depend on whether we did a good job of being clear with them along the way, along this journey, right? Of mm-hmm. here are what the expectations are and here's where you're not meeting them and here's the support and the development we're going to provide for you. And if it doesn't work out, we we may need to make a change. So right? if I'm Our- really busy and I have a 30-minute block in my <laughs> calendar – you're saying don't no. don't try and stuff it in there. No, and especially if we haven't done that preparatory work along yeah. their path, right? Um, we may need to take additional time. And so my advice is to develop a plan. And step one is, and, and remember, I'm from the legal department originally. Okay. <laughs> we want a written termination document, right? right? There's legal reasons why. It's always good to put somebody's re, uh, termination and the reasons for it in writing. Okay. Another reason is that usually when you're having that discussion, they're not really hearing what you're saying, right? right? They're just hearing, I'm getting fired today, and All they're right. not really fully digesting the reasons why. So it's good for them to have that later on yeah, to reflect back on that um, later and understand everything. And it also helps you get ready for that conversation. It's important, I say, have talking points and writing that termination doc will get you to that point where you, you're you able to say, these are the you know three main reasons why we need to part company today. And you're yeah. really comfortable with that. Because I think that helps me too, because I'm nervous. <laughs> you are, right? And, and that <laughs> right. way you can keep yeah. coming back to the talking points. And I'll even yeah. recommend if you anticipate that this individual's personality is maybe a little combative or argumentative, you might even role play. Use your HR resource as a person um, that you could do that with or a cluster partner and just say, what are the arguments? If I were that person and I know this person challenges me a lot, what is he or she going to say to me? Um, What is their comeback to all of the reasons why I'm giving to that for us to part company today? And, you know, be prepared for those arguments. I, I have found that the better prepared you are the more smoothly the situation goes, the more smoothly the experience goes for you and the employee, just being mm. really comfortable with the reasons why we need to part company. And then finally, logistics. 
uh, you know, how am I going to do this? I, am I going to, you know, approach them the minute they walk in the door and do right. this tomorrow morning? No. If they leave in the afternoon, maybe I'm going to do it, you know, maybe half an hour before they're scheduled to leave. I want to be sensitive to that. They're going to have to walk out of there that day and right. they may want their coworkers to be gone. Um, if we know they have to be somewhere to pick up a child, we're going to want to do it well in advance of that and be sensitive to that. And if they have an office they need to clean out. Let's make sure that we're offering for them to come back later and do it in a way that they feel, you know, lets them have self-respect and they don't have to do it and clean out their office in front of other people. So I think if you come up with that plan, you know, that will A, be a better experience for them and B, you'll feel more comfortable in a situation that none of us ever want to have to deal with. Hmm. So real that real planning and and setting aside that time that time with cushion, mm-hmm. uh, all the things that we're including in that. I, I I think also, you know, I'm thinking back to the the first uh, director of nurses that I had terminated, and I I was very new leader. We had ended up chatting for about four consecutive days for several hours each day. I mean, I always remember that experience, and we talked. And I remember one of the things that I talked about a lot. I mean, really for a significant amount of time, and it, and it felt weird, but I was talking about all the things that I really appreciated about this person. Yeah. All the strengths. That, and I recommend that. I mean, that's yeah. a that's that's an okay thing to do. You, I think it almost seems counterintuitive to the person because if we're saying all these great things, they're sitting there going, then why am I being terminated? No, <laughs> if no. If all these great things are true. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, in general, it, it, not everything they did right? Didn't meet expectations. Certainly they contributed something while they were with us. And it's important to point it out. Absolutely. And be grateful for that. It's it's a great time to reiterate how how grateful again we are, you know, for the contributions that they did make. But unfortunately, there are several other reasons that have to do with their performance that have caused us to sort of reach this decision. And and we do need to make a change. Yeah, I think I think that's what I learned from this experience is it it wasn't she's not a bad person. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't a right fit for that job. This sweet nurse, you know, she eventually went down the street to into a different position entirely. I remember she came back several weeks later and I I, I totally remember this. I was a little bit uncomfortable at first when she came back. She wrapped her arms around me, gave me a big hug and said, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Yeah. Thank you so much. She said, I'm so happy. I, I wasn't in the position that I should be in. And 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 she had been a DON there for 17 years. This wasn't a this wasn't yeah. a new thing for her, right? And I I uh you know I I I hope that as she was away that she said good things about the facility and saying, yeah, it just wasn't the right match. I mean it, you know, I know I know they don't always go like that right. but but I but willing to take that time and have those conversations and not just get it done because I had so many other things to do I look I don't think we're happy in jobs that we don't do well right yeah, I agree with you absolutely and, and 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 to be customer second is not to allow someone to languish in a job where they're failing nope Right, that's not love one another. To we say, we think that we're extending mercy, but it's not merciful to to allow someone to 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 suffer in that position. And and we've got to kind of take the bull by the horns and make decisions that get people in the right seats of the bus. And and uh, as well as for those that are left behind. I mean, part of customer second is making sure that the great people in our organization that are in the right seats on the bus have people alongside them that are also in the right seats. And 
Absolutely. We, we just need to remember that, that it's not it, it's not contrary to customer second. It's not. Or love one another. It's not. No, and you're right. You made a good point about, listen, that person hopefully is going to be a promoter of the organization, yeah. you know, continuing. And maybe there would be an opportunity for them in some capacity to return someday. Yeah. You know, there's no yeah. reason why you would want to burn bridges. Yeah. Um, I, that's, again, why we just have to make sure that we're doing this in the right mindset, getting our egos in check, making sure they have that positive experience. Um, you know, I, I just I think when we go into it with this, I just need to get it over with and, and I just need to get this person out of the building. It, it just comes back to haunt us. Yeah. You know, and it, and it reminds me of that. Um, and I know we do this sometimes in boot camp. We go over that old um, the email that Christopher had sent out. Yeah. It's got to be 10 parting, years ago. Ways with partners. Exactly. And, you know, and he says in there, we have to remember, we have to be kind. We have to be hopeful. We have to be helpful, helpful to this person. Yeah. You know, our paths may cross again. And it's important that they have the right experience as they're exiting. Yeah. You know, some of the experiences, no matter how well you plan and how well you train and prepare <laughs> for it, are not going to be like this rosy, right? They're not. What, what about the scenario where someone has done something kind of egregious and I'm really mad? Yeah. <laughs> They've made my life miserable because of something that they've done. Don't knee jerk it. You know, <laughs> check yourself, breathe. Um, you can always suspend somebody temporarily if you need to and then get in the right mindset and come back to it. Um, so I shouldn't fire somebody while I'm feeling angry towards them? I'd I highly recommend that you not do that, right? We want to make sure that we're using, even in a situation where they've done something, um, you know, gross misconduct, something that really warrants pretty immediate termination, we still want to make sure we're being sens sensitive about it. I mean, obviously, there's some things like resident abuse, right? That's, yeah. that's something we need to handle right away. But right. putting a couple of those situations aside, right. right, we still, I would recommend if you can at least postpone that conversation until you're in the right mindset, you've gathered your thoughts, don't let your emotions run away with you. We tend to do things in those um, situations that we sometimes regret. Yeah. Um, we'll say or do things. And we have, listen, every, from a legal perspective, we are 100% right in the decision we need to make. Right. But maybe some of the things that are said to that person on the way out the door will only exacerbate yeah. the situation, cause them to in some way retaliate against the facility, you as a leader, et cetera. Just, again, I, regardless of the reason why, I think it's important to have that right mindset. I was talking to somebody, and I wish I could remember who. I, maybe it was Christopher, but but somebody was saying they, they actually found themselves getting riled up in the conversation, and so they took a break. They said, hey, let's, let's meet back another time yeah. <laughs> to get themselves in check, even though they had started the process of the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sometimes that, that's what you need to do. Or maybe they confront you with something that you've never heard of before, right? All yeah. of a sudden, they're bringing up new facts, a new situation that – you hadn't taken into consideration when you were making this decision. Mm -hmm. It's okay, okay to pause, time out. So is that I, – I, I've done that before. I don't know if this is right or wrong. I, I often say, you know, after I've presented this information – you can tell me I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. You can you can point out the flaws in my argument. Yeah. Let's have this discussion. And yeah. I have had one person, you know, convince me that I was. Yeah, me too. I've had the yeah. same thing, okay. right? It's okay to say, let me sleep on this. Let me think about this. Okay. No one is going to fault you for wanting to be really thorough and considerate in these decisions. And you can change your mind if you feel like the facts warrant it. And, hey, pay them for one more day while you're 
assessing what you should do, right? I, I mean, again, it all goes to us being thoughtful in the way that we're making these decisions. Okay, good. I like that. So, so here's another thing. Sometimes, sometimes leaders get really uncomfortable having these conversations. Mm-hmm. So they, the passing the buck, right? The, and I would think this is very common in other organizations where they say, well, my boss is making me do this or my regional. But, but I do know that some leaders will sometimes say, well, my cluster partners say that I need to, or my market mm-hmm. leader is, is insisting, or my boss says. So, what do you say to these people that are are buck passers? Yeah, yeah. I, I've counseled with a few newer leaders, right? So you've seen this. You've they seen come this to me happen. because they say, listen, I need help. Uh-huh. My cluster is saying I need to exit this person. Okay. And I said, okay, what do you think you need to do? Because mm-hmm. your, your cluster is there to give you feedback, right. right? To bounce ideas off of. And they're going to give you some perspective, especially if you're newer to the market. You may not know the players in your building, et cetera. Yeah. So you're going to get that information from them. But you are the leader. You have to own that decision. And you have to be 100% confident in that. And you have to go into that conversation feeling Again, you know, confident in the facts, what we just went through, so that you can have that conversation in a meaningful way with that person that you need to exit. Maybe you need a few more weeks with that individual before you're ready to pull the trigger because you need to have some personal interaction with this individual and make sure that everything you're receiving from your cluster partners, your market leader is accurate. You know, this is your business. You're the owner here and you are the one that is going to be responsible for this decision. And if you're not comfortable with it, then let's take the time and get you comfortable with that. Yeah, it's so, I, I would imagine myself being so frustrated sitting there talking to somebody who's not making this decision and I have nobody to debate with. Right. I have nobody to say you're wrong to or 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 if they even say, yeah, no, I understand. I agree. I'm so sorry. My hands are tied. And I think, well, then there's nothing I can do. That can't be our organization, right? I mean, no. I, I, I sort of think of it like your, your cluster partners own Forty-nine percent of your facility, and 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 you own fifty-one percent. I know this is, you know, that's not all true, but as you think about it that way, that that they have enough ownership where they want to make an argument, but in the end, you have fifty-one percent. This is your decision yeah. whether or not you're going to do it. Yeah, and and you have the debates. You you disagree, and and then you commit. You know, I've always liked what Patrick Lencioni says about that. He 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 said uh, in one of his training videos, he says that firing someone is often the last act of cowardice, meaning that we've been too afraid to point out these issues all along the way. Meanwhile, we're simply hoping that they'll change their behaviors, right? We're, we're avoiding these tough conversations. And because they don't change these behaviors and we haven't had the courage to confront them with these conversations, they're floundering, they're they're flailing and failing, and, and we end up firing them. And it was all because we were too kind to tell them the hard things that that they needed to do. But Again, that's that's a whole nother podcast on accountability. <laughs> you can refer to that. So so let me let me ask you, aside from what we've talked about, what you see a lot of the mistakes. The mistakes come to you, uh our, our what do we call you, our cleanup expert or something like that. But the common <laughs> mistakes that are made, what are the common mistakes that we make when when terminating someone? Yeah, I think one um that I continue to see over and over again is just not being honest about the reasons for the termination. Hmm. You know, maybe saying, Hey, this is a layoff. 
when it's mm. really just that leader because being, they're not willing to ha- confront those difficult issues. Yeah, they're they're just maybe lazy. They haven't yeah. done an, a good job of performance managing up into that time. Maybe they're inheriting a mess from somebody. So what's the problem with that? If we call it a layoff when it really is a termination, you know, it, I've found that it comes back to bite that that leader in that facility in the future. Uh, you're going to be maybe advertising to replace that person, and they're going to be looking for a job <laughs> May apply and again. <laughs> they see that you're now hiring for the role that you just told them that you were eliminating. And so now they start to question, well, what were the real reasons for my termination? Yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't what they said. Maybe it was because of my, you know, fill in the blank. You know, maybe it was because uh, my race, my gender, my, you know, mm. the, a nefarious reason. And no, that's not it. But when we're dishonest, right, I, I think Rightfully, that person's really going to question. We lose that credibility. Yeah, yeah, the reason for that decision. Uh, another thing I will sometimes hear is, you know, this person's a complainer. They're always challenging. They're always bringing this up. They're always, um, you know, pushing back. And um, I want to just get rid of them. You know, I'm sick of the complaints. Well, yeah. what are they complaining about? Like, let's let's go through that. Are they legitimate concerns? Yeah. We shouldn't be firing somebody because they have legitimate concerns about our workplace or something that's happened there. I mean, that is retaliation. That is in all likelihood could be something that's illegal. So, um, you know, I think we need to really engage with folks who are bringing up concerns and, you know, help them see a more productive way maybe to manage it and see if we can find different ways to work with them. But um, just because somebody challenges you or raises concerns, I would not use that as the basis for a termination decision. I can see. I, uh, you know, when I was an administrator, I we didn't have HR resources, but I can see just the huge value of having a resource to run these things by and to, yeah. to say, you know, what are we are we in the right footing here? Do right. we have do we have a good foundation under us? Well, and and ninety nine percent of the time, you you want to make a change for the right reason, but yeah. maybe the way you were going about it just needs a little bit more fine tuning, and we're there to yeah. help you with that. You have that expertise. That's uh, yeah. That that would have been awesome to to have that kind of guidance. So so you talked a little bit earlier about getting yourself in check before the yeah. meeting. You know, emotionally and mentally. What anything else that you'd say prior to the termination meeting that that you would want to get kind of planned out and ready? Yeah, I would just reiterate what we I said before. Right, have a plan. Get your written termination document in place. Don't reinvent the wheel. Call your HR resource. We've done a lot of these. We can help you with that. That, in turn, gets you in the right mindset. You have your talking points. You have your confidence. And then finally, your logistics. I mean, you know that person, hopefully, fairly well. How are they going to react? I mean, we've had situations where we've anticipated there will be a very poor reaction. You may need to have one of your other managers there um, on standby. They may Mm. need to be escorted out of the facility. They may need to have somebody with them to go clean out their office, right, to make sure they're not taking a laptop or... And so you get all that planned out beforehand, just maybe talking to people. Put the right amount of time into that. And I promise you, if you do that, it will always go more smoothly than than you anticipate. So it's really Mm. just that simple, just just really the right Mm. preparation. So before we finish then this podcast, uh, you know, anything... 
Anything else you'd want to add to the topic, even considering anything that, that happens after the termination meeting or, or any any other words of wisdom that you can leave with us? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would just say, um, you know, being sensitive to the person's exit with your team, right? You have to let folks know there's been a change in that mm-hmm. role. Um, but Do you let them know why? Do you? I, I just usually just say we're grateful for the contributions mm-hmm. that, you know, Joe made and we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. And and just leave it at that, right? Number okay. one, and we really shouldn't be sharing the reasons for disciplinary action terminations with anybody. And number two, right, that person probably still has friends in the building. You want them to hear that we only spoke positively of them after their departure. We don't. Do you, do you worry about misinformation if people, that you know, the rumors that come around, well, I heard they were let go because of this or that, or do you just get out in front of it and say... Yep, that, that individual's gone. And listen, if anybody has any concerns, come see me. I'm happy okay. to talk to you to the extent I can. But as you all know, and as I think you would all appreciate if it were you, we don't yeah. discuss the reasons for someone's termination. But I okay. hope you know me well enough as a leader um, that we take these types of decisions very seriously yeah. and we only do them when appropriate. You know, because sometimes you do you do have a challenging one where maybe mm-hmm. there's been some controversy in the building or something and you do right. maybe need to say a little bit more. But invite people to come talk to you um, privately about those mm-hmm. things. But um, yeah, we generally, I would not share more information other than the individual is no longer employed here. We care about this individual. Yeah. We, we, you know, they really added. You can even point out some of the strengths there, like you did to the person. But, but we had to make this decision. Yeah. And well, Krista, thanks for taking the time to come and discuss this. You know, it's it's a it's a tough topic for sure, but it's a I think it's a topic that a lot of people want help on, and it, it's a necessary one to discuss. And you know, as I've listened to you the core values of love one another and customer second, accountability, ownership. I mean, all of these, they, they've they been going through my mind. And, and I'm hoping that this discussion will help people get better at this. And that will really become a blessing in the lives of a lot of people. You know, even though it's a difficult time for them, if we can be better at this process, it becomes much more of a blessing for them. So, for both sides. Yeah. Absolutely. So thanks Employee for taking the, the time with us Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Thanks, Clay.